Kia ora everybody, what's up? It is Robert. Uh, very lucky. We've got um, Velocity Global CEO, Carmen. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? We just have, we're sorry, a couple of minutes uh, late team. We had uh, some technical issues. Uh, considering both of us come from the world of technology, uh, we've really given ourselves, we, I, I expected better from both of us. We, 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 we missed it by, we owe everyone six minutes. It's, it's fine. Uh, how are you? Where are you? What's going on? I'm fabulous. I'm in my bubble in Waimauku, West Auckland for the non-Aucklanders and um, home with my favourites. So yeah, um, all good. The sun's shining. So yeah, can't complain. Um, for those who aren't, aren't aware in the mix of what, how much of a weapon you are, who you are and how you roll with um, Velocity, <laughs> just give uh, people a quick, uh, quick little context um, and then we can jump into it. Um, yeah, I've got two businesses. Um, Velocity is a property mortgage platform that helps democratize the home buying process and make it easier. And Data Insight is an analytics business that helps companies um, do actionable insights from data. Um, you, uh, in, the, in the tech landscape, you're in the, the money landscape, all the rest of it. How stuffed did the world get for all these businesses so long ago and, and how do you think everyone that's in your circle been been dealing with it so far? Um, I see, I guess definitely, you know, Black Swan event and no one saw this one coming mm. um, and the broader effect. So definitely very, very stuffed, if you like. Um, and certainly in the mortgage lending property domain, I mean, we've been through GFC. So, um, you know, I guess we'll look at some of the things that we learned from that. Um, but yeah, it, it is more the total lockdown and the unknown that really affects the entire ecosystem. And we're in New Zealand, Australia, India, Asia. So um, I guess the global effect of this is also what's really um, such a big thing for any business because no matter how diverse you are, it's affecting the whole world and the whole economy. Yeah. The, um, your, your mission that you just did, quickly talk about that because that looked like an epic mission for, uh, everywhere, right? Like to, tell, tell us through that because I was, I was getting a bit jealous looking at your, your social stuff. For, so from, a, um, I guess, a, a global perspective, you're plugged in everywhere. So just quickly talk about that for a sec because that was pretty pretty awesome opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an awesome, awesome opportunity. And one of our personal missions as a business is to be all that we can be um, from little old New Zealand. And so we've been doing a lot in India, taking our tech there, which has been amazing, um, especially normally India is very well known for their technology. And we won FinTech Startup of the Year on stage in Mumbai late last year, uh, recognized globally. And so off the back of what we've been doing there, I got invited to lead the trade mission with the Deputy Prime Minister and also Minister David Parker and um, some Kiwi companies to go to India and see how do we actually increase the opportunity of New Zealand businesses where we have um, only such limited scale to mm. India, which has phenomenal scale and is really um, proving to be a fast adopter and um, really open to partnering. So I got to lead that. It was I learned so much on a personal level, um, especially having to talk uh, at, at a government level at a, such a senior audience level, um, but also just how exciting it is the opportunity for us as Kiwis to take our innovation and things that we do because we're such a great test market we are we build everything to scale in New Zealand because we know that we won't be able to do this we won't be able to scale unless it's something that is scalable so um, that innovation is really awesome so we've got the proof case in New Zealand and we can go and partner with business uh, sorry countries like India and actually really scale I was seeing your um your social posts and you just just rolling just the gnarly power suits just full like government gangster shit and I was like yeah get it Carmen <laughs> that was so sick okay so when you're Thank on these you. trade I missions. 
designer every day, actually. I wanted to think, well, if I'm on the global stage, I'm making the most of every minute. So I was really Hell proud yeah. to be Kiwi designers. Yeah. Yeah. You're flexing heavy on them, Carmen. I was very, I was very proud. I was going to, many times I'm just like, awesome. So um, the impact for, I was, we were talking before with, um, with Sean, the, uh, the CEO of um, SBS Bank. Uh, he was down in Chicago and talking about, you know, the impact on this on a global level. It's going to be, we've never seen this before where it's been a global pause. There's been different markets that have had, you know, contractions in market. There's been redundancies, recessions, you know, especially you were talking about, you know, since the, the, the 08 um, GFC. But we've never seen a pause that is that has made a bunch stop and will never start again, and also sprouted these sort of new ones. What do you think at a macro level the impact on this will be for global trade, partnerships, new ways of working, businesses, markets? Because everything seems bigger now. Like it's it's a, it's more of a us conversation than a me versus you conversation, if that makes sense. What do, what do you, I what think do you, what's you're your right, point? and I think, though, I think there's like a little bit of a dichotomy of those two things because um, there is a little bit of a me conversation in that um, so many countries now, there's a little bit of protectionism going on. Um, you know, even uh, how do I get the mask and the PPE gear, gear for my company country and how do I help um, jobs in my country? And we're seeing that with some of the awesome things that people are doing, like Andy and trying to support Kiwi businesses. So I think there is a little bit of um, protectionism of our patch to know, actually, this affects us and it affects people next door and affects people down the road. And everyone will know of somebody whose job's been affected or livelihood has been affected from this. So I think we've got that to a degree. And then I think globally, we're seeing us all come together that this is a unanimous problem that everybody is trying to solve. So obviously, um, the search for a Vaccine, a vaccine. Oh, don't say I lost you. Actually, looking to see what okay. other countries have learned, learned from those. Oh, sorry. And That's sorry. Right. Oh, how much did you catch? Yeah, that we also will look to see glo globally what are the examples we can learn from, like China and Korea and Taiwan, and how do they actually get? How did they get through it? And what are those lessons we can take? So we're united in actually trying to solve this problem that brings us together. Hmm. Because, yeah, you're exactly right. And Sean said a similar thing. Um, one of the biggest risks was thinking about at, at a global level, if everyone just nationalizes up and, and builds virtual walls around their, their own self, that actually doesn't help the others, but then they want to support themselves. And there's going to be this balance of almost like, you know, I'm calling it like hyper-local resilience versus, yeah. you know, global opportunity. And so it's going to be this next wave of kind of these, these trade missions and partnerships is going to be very... Uh, Coopetitionistic. I don't know if that's the right word. Where it's like opportunistic, but it's competition, but then collaborative, and it's going to be this weird. It's going to be a weird dynamic, dynamic, right? Like, how do you? You're going to have to navigate that. Like, we need to look after our own, which everyone does. I get that, but then we want to work yeah. with everyone because we're all in this together. So it's almost going to be a new, different. Um, a new different friction. And yeah. I think we were heading that way, though. When you think of Brexit, when you think of Trump, you know, who um, was saying he's going to build walls and got voted in, I think we were already seeing the um, little bit of protectionism against globalisation um, to actually say, well, no, what about how do we look after our people first and foremost? But then we're also seeing that um, drop away when we're united with a common um, battle and we have this common battle at the moment where we're all fighting the same pandemic and that unites us as humans. Um, no one wants to see um, anybody um, affected by this. So I think that 
collaboration will still be key to creativity and innovation and recognizing actually if we can collaborate on what we're good at it's better for everybody but it will be a new phase of thinking yeah it's gonna be plenty of long lunches and dinners trying to navigate around all those different different ones well how do you think the yeah. um that do you think all these businesses have switched up overnight everyone's gone physical to virtual everyone's gone you know in person to online everyone's kind of you know i guess you know migrated physically into the cloud how do you think the next wave looks like when it's business as usual 2.0 what what parts do you think stay what parts do you think go what gets embraced and what gets told to piss off what's what's your vibe I think um, that there's going to be so much um, new habits that we're already seeing created. Um, the working remote, and I mean, it was kind of for businesses like myself, and you'll know most of us um, that are in the cloud base already and tech base already, you know, we can work remotely and we already offered that to all our people. We have people um, in the US and many different cities in Singapore, et cetera, working remotely, and it's natural to us. I think a lot of businesses, this is new for them, and actually they'll recognize, well, some people do work well working remotely so why would you not continue that so i think some of those things um will continue the digital habits that we're going to create um will stick and that's when you see accelerated um innovation because you actually in a new habit and i think that the pandemic is going to affect us for long enough for these new habits to set in so if i give you an example in our sector um, you know, valuers still today normally go inside somebody's home. You have to go home in the middle of the day and let them in for the types of valuations where um, they need to inspect the house. Uh, and suddenly we've created an app that the property occupier can just take photos through this template, share it with the valuer. He gets a template builder and he's done. It's better, faster, easier. No one goes in their home. And so when you think about that, you're like, why weren't we always doing that? Why did we have to open up and have someone come wandering through our house to take a photo when we can do that really easily, securely and seamlessly? So I think that's where just one example of many where we'll see actually this is a better way to do this. Why would you not do your grocery shopping online instead of mm. going and driving in the car and standing in line? Yeah, the, the, the habit... I the habits and efficiency is going to be interesting. That the habits, you're exactly right. As soon as it hits, is it day, is it 21 days? Is that the 21 days? Human, 21 habits, days. Is yeah. It, yeah. The the human psychology or whatever it is around mm. around these new habits around bits of me. So that's that's the first. But then it's almost going to be this this it's it's almost as if an entire ecosystem is going to be on a new set of train tracks and foundation that's built on tech, every single piece. Because when when you know. Uh, Jacinda threw the hammer and was like, all right, cool, we're going to four. Within 48 hours, everything literally went to the cloud by, and, it, and it had to, right? So each bit that yeah. hasn't has basically fallen off, if not if not died and dried up. When it comes back into the world, it's that the, the balance of what existed online versus offline. What meetings go now go virtual, what don't? What, what, um, what staffing could potentially work remotely where we may not need that office space? What different HR processes do we put in place virtually for hiring and stuff? There's going to be all these different kind of the then what's of the waves of how I think business will interact, which I'm really intrigued to to, to see. But yeah, the the that the good thing is all that st the other stuff is you know like bits and pieces. But fundamentally, I think bigger questions are going to be asked of saying, well, now we've got this cloud-based virtual train tracks, which can make our entire business faster. What could we actually build on it that's going to be better for business? So I, I almost feel that there's going to be a higher level of innovative thinking and a better yeah. 
a way of maybe asking deeper questions that are actually not just like pushed to the side, but really thought about. Do you, do you feel that baby business will get more innovative and actually more? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that if you think about startups, and you and I know these well, when you're with a startup, you've got limited assets, and you have to be so razor-focused, unless you're one of these startups that did some massive raise as you started them, and you're just spending everybody's money, but you have to have this discipline. You've got limited assets, and you've got limited time, and you have to be so focused to execute really, really well, and I think when we see big problems that what we're seeing now, crises, it makes you become really, really focused to go, what has to happen? What's okay if it doesn't happen? It could hibernate. And how do we really execute? Because our life depends on it. Our business depends on it. Our customers depend on it. And that's kind of very much that start up thinking that mm. any of us that have grown or scaled a business are so used to. And I think we're seeing some of our corporate clients going, you know, these are things that have to happen. And what is the customer mm. experience? And how do we continue to enable that? And so we're seeing accelerated innovation accelerated decision making which is wonderful yeah. where we're kind of no, I always showed the bank something and the next day they said we want to start. That's never happened in 18 years of banking, um, working with large corporates. And I love working with banks, but they, you know, they're not known for speed. So I think accelerated innovation, accelerated decision making, accelerated ag agility and um, the businesses that can do that will come out of this leaner, better. And um, there's a lot of hustle. But if you can pivot and be agile, then you can survive this. Yeah, I, I really feel that the leadership's going to get a lot braver to embrace and take on all of these different things that were, you know, I've been saying it for a little yeah. bit where, where my, my, my take was, I think leadership of is now, if they don't, if they take risk, they might get fired. Now it's almost like if they don't take risk, they will be fired. Yeah. So the whole, this, the Corona has become a catalyst for change that it's, it, it's yeah. not even a catalyst. It's, it's forced it and made it happen <laughs> overnight. Yeah, right? It, it has, you know, and you can't wait for all the data points to make a decision. So, you know, in a normal situation and not a crisis, you can wait for all the information and then you can say, okay, well, based on that, I'm going to decide this. And you go through this process. You don't have the luxury when you're in crisis, you're literally problem solving really, really fast. And so people that have the mindsets to do that, I think will come out really well because they'll pivot and they'll actually recognize how do we, um, um, you know, Winston Churchill's or Machiavellian's words, actually turn this crisis into the best opportunity that we can. Yeah, the, that, that mindset piece you jumped on coming, which is mega. Uh, I was talking to Michelle Dickinson last last week. So, you know, she had her global tours and, and conferences, everything events yeah. business just dry up overnight. And she, within three days, basically pivoted and went all virtual. But the difference when she was sitting there talking about it is she had this crazy smirk on her, on her, on her face because she was so hyped that she was embracing that as, as a challenge. How, yeah. how important do you think this, this the the mindset approach for businesses that are going through all of this right now, you know, you're batshit crazy. I'm batshit crazy. We flip and love the rest. We go in hard. We flip and get active. We get in there. But so many, uh, not as, uh, maybe let's just say more constrained with their thinking or, or whatever. And yeah. when, when pressures like this come, it brings on this weight of just pressure and stress. How would you, what advice would you give them to, to around how to approach their mindset for this situation? Because, you know, as people were saying, it can either be, you know, a, a challenge or an opportunity and stuff. How do you um, how do you navigate headspace when it comes to the mindset around leading businesses in time like this? 
Yeah, that's a really tricky question because, as you say, it's kind of innate to you and I, and you're used to going fast as an entrepreneur, having to make these decisions every day and solve problems that you don't have all the answers and you don't know everything. And you kind of, you know, just say to yourself, well, um, you know, fear is my development rushing towards me. And some days I'm developing really fast. Um, and, and, and we're okay with that. And I guess it's actually recognizing no one knows what's going to happen next week, no one knows what's going to happen next month. And that's okay. And we have to just go, what, and, and no one can um, try and fathom what's happened last week and why and, and how unfair it was, whatever that is. In some instances, I know there'll be a lot of negativity and things that are happening. Um, I think it's actually recognizing what can I control and what, where do I want to be when this um, comes out, when this ends, because it will end. So the fundamental things are saying what is most important to survive this as best I can to come out fighting fit. And what does that look like? So what are the things and the actions I need to take? And what are the things that are most important? And I think it comes down to your values. So, you know, our actions, we've never been in this before. But when I look at what we did, they were all our values. We people first. Their first decisions were we went and worked from home 10, um, 10 days before the lockdown, which now it feels like I'm on week six or something here. Um, but people first. The second thing is, you know, we're always innovative and, and agile and game changers. And we launched the new app. So and customer first going, how do we solve? customers problems and if you come down to your values when you don't know what's going on and you've got all these unknowns what you do know is what your values and what do you stand for and I think those should guide you then in this path that you're going down that you just don't know and you have to leadership is making the difficult decisions um, and leading confidently and being brave and bold to make those difficult decisions and I know for many business owners that's going to be so hard if those decisions are putting people on furlough or um, you know making some people redundant that's not going to be easy but if in doing that to a few jobs, you will save most jobs because as the leader, your company, your your mission is to save the company, then you have to do those grave decisions and before it's too late. And I think it is going to be um, bravery and um, courage to go through the unknown and make those decisions, even when you don't have all the data points is probably the key thing. Shit, chair. I love your flipping vibe. Go get it. So good. <laughs> But it's the, it's the it's the mindset though. It's it's been really interesting talking to, oh, obviously a whole bunch of different people. But that that challenge mentality of like, cool, this is a mission. Sweet, this is a shit show. Cool, yeah. everything's changed. Flipping, <laughs> giddy up. Let's let yeah. let's go, let's go. But yeah. but you touched on it. You touched on a really good point about prioritization. So coming out of this right now is the perfect time for them for 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 owners and people in business to to reset. So how how would you how would you prioritize priorities <laughs> you know like that, yeah so yeah that's um, probably, I think, yeah yeah i think that um you know your priorities um it should be really simple everybody's priority i would say should be people first are your people safe? Have they got what they wanted, what they need to be working? Uh, you know, how are you helping their resilience? How are you making sure they know which channels to reach out for mental health? How are you giving them regular communication? So look after your people first um, in every single way. The second is cash flow, obviously, and not that doesn't touch all the people in your business, um, you know, your finance team, et cetera, but you have to manage your cash flow if you're a small business or bigger business or a large business so that you're going to come out of this and you're going to survive. And then it's looking at innovation to say, what are the priorities? priorities what is most important right now what are we focused on and what actually do we need to hibernate or what is not important right now because what was important even three weeks ago or two weeks ago is not important next week or the week after while we work through it so it's recognizing 
we are not in business as usual. We are in a crisis, whether it's both economic and, and a human crisis. And so our actions and strategy and focus are different. And so um, for leaders, you need alignment with your team so they understand that and they recognize that. So when we were suddenly pivoting and launching this app here in New Zealand that we brought over from India, um, for a lot of our squads, they were like, well, last week we were doing this and this wasn't what we're doing. And it's like, yeah, we changed our mind and that's okay. And we're going to keep on doing that because we have to. So setting that mindset um, that actually everybody be ready um, that what was important isn't and now this is what's most important and giving real clarity and communication with that I think is really crucial. Yeah, the the the, the positive momentum taken to be braver for that, that new order leadership, it's I was saying before, it's really going to expose bad leaders because they, they, they will be fully transparent and they can't, it's just that you can't fake it in a moment like this. No, you can't fake no. it. You can't, yeah. there's no PR team's going to give you the sound bite. No flipping, you know, like talking notes are going to get you through a, a Zoom call as you're like, yes, team, I am worried about you. It's just, no. Yeah, I think authenticity is going to be important. We don't know all the answers, but actually this is what we do know and this is what we're guided by and when things change, we'll come back. But you're right, I think you're right. Bad leadership, indecisiveness or um, people that aren't close enough to their customers, people that aren't close enough to their um, people won't know what's going on and mm -hmm. won't know what's important and won't know what they should prioritise. So you're right, there'll be some some examples that will be quite glaringly obvious. Where do you think the biggest opportunity for New Zealand as a whole is after this thing? Where's your you you see trends, you see future, you see waves, momentum. If you're playing chess with all these different pieces that are moving around, the medical side, the the financial side, the community side, the global piece that's happening, all these kind of these variables are making for a really interesting moment that we're having with us. In your opinion, where do you think that sweet spot is of of opportunity for something maybe just in, within your world that you really think is about to open up? Um, I think, you know, at a, at a holistic big picture, I think if we have a connected um, New Zealand, a digitally connected New Zealand, so much is possible. And um, it's a game changer for every vertical. Because imagine if we're all on, um, you know, because so if, in my world, we are creating an app that, well, we've, we have created an app called Connect that um, anyone in the ecosystem can give to the property occupier and they can now share data and photos all seamlessly and easily and information and it can flow and it's still validated, it's geotagged, it's timestamped, so it's completely secure in the cloud. And so information can flow digitally for faster and better decisions. When you take that um, success concept, and I think that's going to be a game changer in the property ecosystem, because in insurance, people won't need to go to the property. In property mm. rental inspections, they won't need to go to the property. We, the occupier can just use this template and share things, and it's customizable to build new ones. So it's a game changer. But when you take that concept holistically and look at the whole of New Zealand and look across every vertical, and imagine, imagine if every single Kiwi was connected digitally um, on a tool and wouldn't that be amazing to now blast out to everyone and go who's feeling unwell yes who thinks it's flu symptoms yes who's got all of these yes we know where you're located what an ins you know we can make data-driven decisions then to go mm. well actually this is the percentage of people and we're all sitting right now at home we all have a phone we all can be geotagged we're not doing this so when you have a connected ecosystem digitally 
it's a game changer and mm. you can ask things you can feed things you can share information and you can help people that need it do you need help how do i tell at the moment we've got all these different health lines and different things and different ways to do things but actually we we need to consolidate those and have a connected ecosystem and then it's a game changer to get the people that need help help allow the people that want to give help to actually know who needs it most and really have visibility around what's going on to make the right decisions so so basically like a a, a facebook group for new zealand that's an app <laughs> with, with push <laughs> notifications that that link directly into its own products and services well, I think you, you can start with your connected ecosystems of health, your connected ecosystems of business, um, your connected ecosystems of food supply and all those basic things. But, um, you know, we see this in other markets like um, with Alipay and WeChat, uh, where they've layered all these things together under these super apps. And I think that is the opportunity um, to make things really more seamless and um, actually have that engagement and that um, digital conversation so that um, people can really engage with people, um, but actually solve problems in a better, easier way. Yeah, bring solving problems in a better way. It, may, it brings me to this, this next idea of collaboration within government. Um, at many levels usually is slow. You know, banking's one thing. I'm sure, you know, other corporates and governments clearly probably takes the cake usually for, st for stuff. This is this has been different because the government's really led really strongly and it's come up pretty, pretty heavy. How do you think collaboration potentially looks like for more efficiency within, like how do you think government's going to look at this? For, when government takes a look at a mirror for themselves, what do you think, where do you think they're going to be like, maybe we could make this make this a bit better? What do you think we could do? Sorry, it just cut out there, Robert. You might all um, look at this and how can they collaborate? Yeah, yeah. Lost yeah. the sound. Um, can you hear? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, I'll just keep talking, even though I can't hear you. Um, I think um, you know that, that that's a really important question, and we already saw silos in government where, um, due to data not being shared across different um, sectors in government, um, it's not as efficient as it could be. And I think um, this is again where that um, you know connectivity that I'm talking about across different ecosystems also applies to government, because actually looking at us as people and what are all the different government services that we need and that can support us. Um, and this is where collaboration is so important. And we've seen this with an entrepreneurs group um, that myself, Guy and Nick have put together um, through an app. And um, from there, we've added all added different people and different stakeholders. And we've been able to collaborate to go, well, PPE gear is an issue. And Anna Malbury has gone and stepped up and gone and brought six plane loads through. And um, the conversations going on there, the power of the network, the power of digital connectivity and the power of resourcefulness to solve problems is a game changer. So if we can scale that across government and other systems, it's just amazing, I think, the difference that it can make. What are you most um, What are you most fearful of coming out of this thing? What's your What's your biggest? Sorry, fear you've you cut have... out. I can't hear you. Um, oh shit! Uh, can't hear no. you at all. Okay, what I'll do? I'll I'll loop you back in. Damn it! Okay, I'll do I've this. lost sound, Robert. I'll I'll loop loop her out. Hopefully, she cl clicks back in. Damn it! She's on going on some good rants. I was flipping into it. Hope she she clicks back. Um, Carmen. I know you're hearing me on the other side of this thing. Refresh the page and you should hopefully pop back up. I'd hate to cut this short because you're flipping tech, damn it. Um, yeah, that's, I'm really intrigued on that. 
Um, Carmen, I'm going to talk shit for about a minute. Yes. Okay. We're coming back in. Come back in. Carmen, do we have you? Are we back? Can you hear me? No audio. Shit. I can't hear your audio. Oh. Oh, no. I can't hear your audio. Can you hear me? Okay. I can't hear you. Damn it. Okay. Give me one sec. Mute mic. Is your um, Bluetooth headphones connected on or something? Uh, no. Oh. I can't hear you at all. Mute, unmute. Just trying to reset it. Let's ho hopefully this works. Sorry for the um, the the fail in the tech. Oh, we're a couple minutes late. The tech's not working. Come from the cell phone. Trying to get back in. Hopefully, let's let's see if we can get it back in the mix. Okay, your guests will need to connect their mic and audio. So I'm getting notifications now. So hopefully, if she sees yes, she should be able to pop up. Okay, are you back? Shit, I still can't hear your audio. Did you click the... <laughs> oh, there's no audio. Phone, shall I ring you? Oh. oh, I think... What can we do? How can we make this work? Damn it. Oh, I'm so pissed. Oh, damn it. We might be lost. I'm trying to think... How else can some other technology bring her in? Because this is this is mad banter. Oh, I don't have another link. All right, I'm gonna have to book her back in for round two. I, I think we're gonna have to do it. She's so much, so much good, good gold. Um, Carmen, damn it, sorry the tech didn't work out. This has been a fail on on both of our parts. Um, okay, last one, last time she's gonna pop back in. Fingers crossed. Come on. I can see you. Can't hear you. Damn it. <laughs> on the phone oh oh you tried on the phone oh she's gonna call oh your wi-fi you got a wi-fi on the fail okay here we go fingers crossed see oh she gonna ring me <laughs> oh here we go here we go i've yes. stolen my husband's phone yes i love it Okay, I'll kick the other one out. No, you're good. I've I've kicked it out. You're fine. Okay, so you've you've stolen your husband's phone. Yes, we're back. Okay. Which he was on. I need to take your phone. Did you just you just literally just swipe that shit off him and just roll back to the room? I did. I did. I'll apologize later. Yeah, I'm sure. Sorry, hubby. Um, what are you most what are you most hopeful about for for New Zealand business after this? Hopefully. I'm most hopeful that um, that this is a shorter cycle for New Zealand. Um, we're on an island. We have the ability to be one of the first countries in the world to recover really, really fast. So, um, you know, I'm hopeful that New Zealand businesses support New Zealand businesses. Um, this is a time that when you support New Zealand businesses, you create jobs in New Zealand. So while I'm not um, for parochialism, this is the time to support local, support Kiwi businesses, because then you can support Kiwi jobs and everybody's better off um, around us. So my um, hope is that this is um, being as, this is undoubtedly a challenging period, but my hope is that it's over quicker and faster than we can um, that as fast as possible, and we come out better off. You you had a um, 
a line that you said a couple of um, a little bit ago, and it was something about fear is something rushing towards me. What was that? Oh, so when you're you're making decisions or something that you don't know all the answers, I say fear is my development rushing towards me and um, it just means I'm developing. So I think for many of us, there's moments of fear, but it's very much a case of Feel the fear and feel the fear and do it anyway, which you as a um, adrenaline athlete will know very very well. So um, you know um, anyone that does anything challenging, you you don't. It's not that you don't feel scared. And I think for business owners out there or leaders out there, you you it's okay to be scared, but that doesn't mean you can be paralyzed. Um, you do have to say, well, actually, what what is the best decision? What is my gut telling me? What is whatever information I have telling me? But you have to make the decisions, and that's where I say to myself um some days i'm developing really fast but i am um, i am making sure i make those decisions did you make that up that word because i love that line <laughs> no I, I, something that I just say to myself to kind of find the good and the bad and i think that is an attitude thing and that's really really important now to try and see you know we can look at things both ways and we've got to find the good and say, well, what is the good? And focus on that because you're in control of that and that's what you can control. So how do we make sure um, in our minds that we're finding the good and focusing on the positives? Carmen, you're such a weapon. I love your work. <laughs> so good. Flipping epic. <laughs> it's just mindset. It's that same thing of that that that, yeah. that approach of fearlessness to, to go for it and, and yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, I know every time you've been swiping up, it's been a million people trying to call you and message you and you've got so much shit going on. I understand that you're at your tap. So I really appreciate your time coming. It's um it's awesome to yarn to you and it's good that you're, you're keeping all, all safe and sound and just the, the headspace that you are attacking this thing is, is something that I think many people can be very... Um, I, I guess in, in inspired and take a take a lot from because that, that mindset of how you like bring it on is such a massive part of of get, being able to get through on the potter's side, you know. Oh, thank you. And well done to you for taking your time and effort and getting so many incredible, incredible leaders and stakeholders and actually, you know, just having these conversations and sharing them. I think that's so valuable. And um, now it's more important than ever to recognize not all of us has all the answers and it's okay to um, look and see who else is going through the same battle. Um, you know, we're all in the same storm and um, mm. who can share the tips to get through this. So um, well done. It's such a great initiative and being really happy to support it. And sorry for, yeah, the constant emails coming through and then um, the technology issues moving out in the countryside. I know. No, come, it's, it's totally all good. From from my side, I'm sitting here just talking to my friends and drinking a little bit of whiskey. So it's totally whiskey. fine with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe a bit oh, early, early for New Zealand. A bit of early. Well, you can put the green apple in it. It makes it okay, doesn't it? Um, oh, I was geez. at the bar in Sydney, and I'm not a whiskey drinker, and I had this whiskey with a green Granny Smith apple, and it changed my life. I was like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, there you go. Just, so good. There you go. If you're after, like, the mega combo, you go, go for a Glamorangi de Thac, which is, like, a thing, and then you mix that with a Ferrero Rocher chocolate. Oh. It's oh. as epic. It, like, those oh, two yeah. things is just, like, mega shit anyway, oh perfect um, well i'm having a whiskey um with I you know. and you and i'll bring the chocolate <laughs> Man, I, I love i love the banter um good stuff coming thanks so much for your time i know you're tapped and got a million awesome. things rolling so i appreciate it and i'll All talk right. to you soon eh? Thank you. cheers love bye you see you soon 
What a weapon. Stealing the hubby's phone mid-invo. <laughs> he was probably on like, all right, yeah, we're going to get this deal done. Just come in, comes rolling through like, yeet, gotcha. Uh, love it. Epic works. All right, I'll see you in a bit, team. Um, it's it's funny when you, you can feel energy from someone else, even though virtually. Like, Carmen is such a flipping weapon. Just full machine, positive, driven, determined, focused, optimistic, relentless. Just absolutely love it. You can see why we're friends. Um, solid work, team. See you at the next one. Enjoy. Um, I'm actually also not going to lie, team. We're Now with Daylight Savings, uh, we're actually uh, five hours in, in San Francisco, because I'm in San Fran at the moment. We're five hours ahead of you. So I've been sneaking away. I figured if it was the morning, you, you might judge me, but I, I actually shouldn't. I, I shouldn't care. It's totally fine, team. I'll see you soon.